Shakayak Rabavram, and David you for all the schism you have, all the shiurim in the Kehillah here, and to be myself to add more shiurim. Yeshayesh Lemon writes the Messiah. It's not a, uh, only a, a demand of Chazal, but it's actually a Teva. Teva bin Yadam, Yeshayesh Lemon writes the Messiah. Should there be myself more shiurim, and all the people that are attending shiurim should add more and more. So as the Seder is with the Siyam, I'm going to make first the Siyam on the Masechta and learn with you the last chilek of Masechta Yavamis. First we'll learn the piece of Gemara and then I'll share with you a beautiful Hadran from the Rebbe on the Siyam of the Masechta. So, Davkuf Chav Beis Amit Beis. In the last chilek of the Masechta, so Bechlal, the last few prokim in this Masechta, discusses the halacha regarding a woman that her husband passed away or there are Edim or there's an Eid Echad that's coming and saying testimony about this woman that her husband passed away. And over here, in the last point of the Masech, it brought a machloikis between Rab Tarfin and Rab Akiva regarding this Eidos. Now usually, Benigeya to Eidos, the halacha is that we learn from the Pasik that there's a thing called Drisha Vachakira. You have to interrogate the Eidos. You have to, first of all, Drisha means interrogate the words that they say to see whether it's whether the words that they're saying match up, does it fit what they're saying. And then there's Chakira, to see whether the timing, the place that they say it happened, whether that's, that, that's true or not. Question is, when it comes to this Eidos that, we, that we're listening to regarding a man that passed away, do we also require this drisha v'chakira? Does the Bezna have to make this interrogation or not? So the Gemara here brought that Rabbi Kiva's opinion is that by Eide Noshim, these Eidim that are used to determine whether a woman's husband passed away or not, we do not require drisha v'chakira. Rabbi Tarfin says, just like any other Eidus, it requires drisha v'chakira, Regarding these Eidos here as well, it's no different. The Bezdim will have to interrogate the Eidim before we accept their Eidos. That's the Machlekes that the Gemara here says. So now, the last piece of the Masechte, the Gemara explains the background, the basis for this Machlekes. They're arguing, they're both arguing regarding this that Rabchanina once said. Rabchanina said as follows. Both when it comes to an Eidos that are testifying regarding money matters or Eidos that are testifying regarding matters that uh, pertain to life or death, you always have to interrogate the Eidos. However, and he brings the Pasuk actually, that it's the same halacha of judgment when you judge and you are going to pass in a halacha regarding the minimumness or dinin of fascists. So why is it that when it comes to money matters, we do not interrogate the Adam the same way we do, like when it comes to dinin of fascists? Says the Gemara, the reason is, because if, if you would interrogate these Eidos, then people would be very afraid to lend money. Because they'll know that if they're going to bring witnesses to testify that the money is owed to them, the Adam are going to have to go through a difficult interrogation. And not necessarily will they stand up to this interrogation. And it'll be hard for them 
to collect the money. So people will think twice before they lend money to anybody. So therefore, Chachamim, so to speak, uprooted this chi of minatayra to interrogate Edim. And the Chachamim said that you do not have to interrogate Edus when it comes to Dine Mominus, to money matters. So now what's the question here regarding these Edus that are telling us that this uh, woman's husband passed away? So what's the argument here? So one opinion here is when you say that a woman's husband passed away, so what happens? She now collects her ksuba money. She's getting remarried, or even if not, she gets the ksuba money. Her husband passed away. So therefore, this edus is considered to be an edus regarding a money matter. So there's no drisha However, the parfum's opinion is since what we're really doing over here is we're allowing this woman that's an Asha Sish up until this point, we're allowing her to go and get remarried. So then, this is a matter of life and death. You're allowing it to get married to someone else. If someone has a relationship with an Asha Sish, there's a chi of Misa. So therefore, this is like any other Eidos regarding Dini Nefashis, and you'll have to interrogate the Eidim. That's the basis of the Machlaikis. The Rishayim explained the Pshat and this Gemara. When you look at the simple words of the Gemara, it's very difficult to understand what the Gemara is saying. Why would you think that being mater and ish should be considered to be a money matter? It's true that she also gets ksuba money, but because she gets ksuba money, so therefore we should ignore the fact that you're actually being mater and ish Why would Why would there be an opinion to say that this is considered to be a money matter? So the Rishayim explain, the Ramban, the Ritva, and others bring over here that the Pshat and the Gemara is, we're speaking about Bismanazer. Bismanazer, regarding an Ish, there is no Chiv Misa Dine Nefashis that we actually fulfill today. So, therefore, Bismanazer, the main relevance of the Eidus regarding this woman that her husband passed away, Bipayal is Benigeya to the Dine Mominus. True, of course, it's Negeya to the Heter of Ish as well. However, actual Dine Nefashis is not something that we're Mekayim Bismanazer. So, therefore, Rabbi Kiva considered it to be a matter of Dine Mominus. However, Rabbi Tarfin says, even it's still considered to be a matter of Dine Nefashis. And it is an issue of Eish And therefore, you have to make a Drisha V'chakira. That is the Hezbeer that the Rishayim say in this Gemara here. Then the Gemara concludes, Amar Rabbi Loza, Amar Chanina, Tamide Chachamim. Marbim Shalom Ba'ilam, Hamidah Chachamim increase the peace in the world, Shanamar, Vachol Banayach, Limude Hashem, Verav Shalom Banayach. And as it says in, in other Masech, this over here, some are greatest here as well, Al Tikru Banayach, Eloboinayach. When it says Banayach, it refers to Boinayach, which are the Hamidah Chachamim, that are the builders of the entire world, and they are the ones that bring Rav Shalom, an abundance of peace, into the world. Hadron Allah Isha Basra, Slikola, Mesechti Yavamas. Hadron Allah Mesechti Yavamas, Vahadr Halon, Daitan Lach Mesechti Yavamas, Vahadr Halon, and Snashim Lach Mesechti Yavamas, I Snashim and Loybama Dain, Veloy, Bahalmed Os. Hadron Allah Mesechti Yavamas, Vahadr Halon, Daitan Lach Mesechti Yavamas, Daitan Halon, and Snashim and Mesechti Yavamas, I Snashim and Loybama Dain, Loybama Dos. Hadron Allah Mesechti Yavamas, Vahadr Halon, Daitan Lach Mesechti Yavamas, 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 Daitan Lach Mes
Yeah, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mazel tov, everyone. Mazel tov. Shabeb Shabeb. She gives us kayach. Siyata de Shmaya. We will continue learning and uh, learning more Taita. Siyam Vishanam Taivas for everybody. Chaim Lachaim. So I will share with you a word, Bikitzer, from the Rebbe's Hadron on the Mesechta. Lachaim Lachaim. It's a fascinating Hadron. And the Rebbe actually said a Hadrin on Masechta Yevamis along with the other Masechtas that have the same Sion. And there's the Remes, Bechol Banayich, Brochus, Nazir, Yevamis, and Krisus finish with the same Maim Chazal. The Mashal points it out, and the Mashal also speaks about the reason why these four Masechtas specifically finish with this Sion. But uh, the Sion of the Rebbe connecting all four Masechtas together is a tremendous Arichis. This is a sikha from Yutshva Tavshin Mem, and it's many, many pages, but an akuda that's relevant over here, Binigaya to Masechta Yavamas. So there are a few obvious questions over here, Binigaya to the Siyam. First of all, this Siyam of Talmidi Chachamim Marvim Shalom Bailam. What's the connection to the Masechta? How does the concept of Marvim Shalom Bailam relate to the halachis and the things that it spoke about in Masechta Yavamas? Then the question is, the Masechta seemingly finishes off with a subject that is not so connected to the entire Masechta. 
What's Masechta Yuvamis all about? Masechta Yuvamis discusses, as its name indicates, the mitzvah of a Yavam, which is either to do Yibun, to marry your wife's brother, and if that's not possible, so then Chalitza. Those are the two options, Yibum or Chalitza. That's what the bulk of the Masechta is about. And the end of the Masechta, it discusses halachas b'negeya to being matir and aguna. All the different halachas regarding a woman where it's unclear what happened to her husband, and we have to rely on an edos. When could you rely on edos? How do you identify this person that passed away? Seemingly an unrelated matter to the entire, to the rest of the Masechta. And more specifically, the ending of the Masechta, where it speaks about this halacha of drisha v'chakira. Whether edim, do you have to interrogate Adam? Do you not have to interrogate Adam? The difference between Dine Mominus, Dine Nefashis, when it comes to Dine Nefashis, you do interrogate the Adam, and by Dine Mominus, you do not interrogate the Adam, doesn't really seem to reflect the Teichen of the whole Mesechta. And yet, th this is the seam of the Mesechta. So there has to be something here, there has to be something in the seam of the Mesechta that expresses what the teichen of this Masechta is about. So the Nukuda that the Rebbe explains is as follows. There's something unique about the mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza. The Teira here is giving you a mitzvah where L'Chadchile, the mitzvah has two options. This man here that has this, his brother's wife, he has two options, either Yibum or Chalitza. And whether he does Yibum or he does Chalitza, he's Mekayim a mitzvah. It's a pretty unusual thing. You don't really find by any other mitzvah in the Torah such a concept that the Torah lechatchila gives you a mitzvah with an option. You have a choice, but everything is about choices. You have to give a choice. You can't obligate anything, right? So here the Torah gives you a choice: either yibum or chalitza. The only other example that I can think of where you see uh, a similar thing where the Torah lechatchila gives you a choice regarding a mitzvah is when it comes to the mitzvah of simchas yamtiv. There's a machlekes regarding when the Torah one time says lashem. And the other time the Torah says, Lochem, and there's the opinion of Rabbi Yezer, and Rabbi Yezer says that you have a choice. Oy kulei Lashem, oy kulei Lachem. You can choose. You can either sit and learn and daven all day, and that's the mitzvah on Yantif, or you can, you can sit and enjoy the Yantif Lachem. So that's another example of a mitzvah where there's a choice. So the point is, the Rabbi says, this is a unique thing where you find that the Torah, which usually demands and tells you exactly what you should do, what you should not do. Here, the Torah comes and tells you, you have a choice. And we learned in the Mesechte that the better option is the mitzvah of Yibum. And if Yibum is impossible, so then the mitzvah is Chalitza. But, but nevertheless, it is a choice. What's the pshat in this? So the Rebbe explains as follows. Chlal the entire union of Teireh in this world, as Chazal tell us in other places, is to, to make Shalom in the world. What says to make Shalom? Teireh is what creates peace between the Eibishter and the world that we live in. If you live in the world without Teireh, then the world seems like a jungle. And there's no direction, there's no guidance, there's no content, there's no teichen, there's no meaning. The world seems to be an empty, pointless place with, with nothing, no, no, no aim, no goal, nothing. You learn Teira. Teira is lichtekai Teira. shows you and shines a light on every detail of your life, what the point and what the purpose and what the direction of your life is about. 
So Torah brings, reveals and draws down the kavana of the Eibishter for what creation was intended to be. Torah is the one that reveals that in the world. So in that sense, Torah brings shalom ba'ilam. Torah brings the peace into the world. However, when you bring the kayach of Torah, you bring the peace into the world through Torah, there are two ifanim. As it very often speaks about in Chassidus, the, the language that Chassidus speaks about this is, you can either bring the shalom into the world, or you can bring the Torah, the shalom of the Torah in the world, where the Torah sets down certain expectations, certain demands, and there's no deviating. This is the Ratzon Hashem. This is what Eibishter wants. And you have to live up to those expectations. That is your Aveda in this world. And you have to accept the yoke of heaven. You have to have Kabbalah to fulfill what Eibishter wants. That's definitely the majority of Torah, and that's the way Torah brings peace into the world. By guiding a person, by showing him, a person himself might think that if he's going to make his own choices, then life will be good. But the Mitzvah is not say. If a person makes his own choices constantly in his life, so without Torah, we live in a darkness. We live in Chayshech. So you have to have the, the, the guidance and the directives of Torah to tell you, this is the way it has to be done. But then there is a chalik in Teda where Teda comes to you and tells you that I want you now to look into your own hearts and ask yourself, how do you, how, how do you find the Eibishter in the world? How are you going to connect to the Eibishter? What's your personal way of connecting? So there are certain things in Teda where the Teda gives you a choice and tells you it can be done in this way and it can be done in a different way. That's the unique chiddush that you find regarding the mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza where there's a connection that the Torah allows a Yid to find himself when he makes that choice, whether he's going to do Yibam or Chalitza. That's a Shalom that a person brings in his connection to the Eibishter, his very own choice. That's the Chiddush and the real Teichon of this Mesechta. When the Mesechta concludes with So the Shalom of Mesechta Yivamis is a unique Shalom. It's the Shalom of this Masechta, of Masechta Yuvamis, which speaks about this choice that a person makes and it creates his own personal connection to the Eibishter. There's the Shalom of Masechta Brachis, of other Masechtas, which Abrachis Hamshach, bringing down from above to below. But here in this Masechta, it repeats again, it's not the same Shalom of Masechta Brachis. It's a completely different type of Shalom. That's the, the point the Rebbe says. This is the connection here, to this concept of when it comes to Eidos. So when it comes to Eidos, you have a similar thing here. The Kayach of Eidos is the most powerful proof in Teireh. When two Eidim come and say something to the Bezden, so whether the Eidim are saying the truth, this is a lotion that the Rambam says. The Rambam speaks about this in Hilchas Yisaydeya Teireh, and later in Hilchas Eidos as well. Whether they them, whether what they're saying is true, whether they're, what they're saying is not true, it doesn't matter. The lashon that the Rambam uses is the words of an Eidos are gzeiras melech. It's a decree from the Eibishter that the words of the Eidos establishes that this is the way it is, and you have to follow what the Eidos says. That's on one hand. On the other hand, though, you would think if that's the kayach of Eidos. So then maybe it shouldn't be necessary to interrogate them and to look into the details and try to determine if they're actually saying the truth or not. But at the same time, though, we see regarding Eidos that, no, the Torah tells us you have to interrogate Eidos. 
You have to see, examine their words. Are they saying the truth or not? That's another aspect of the Eidos. To see, to see if the Eidos, to actually see if they're saying the truth or not. So in the concept of Eidos, you also see these two points regarding the Kayach of Teira. On one hand, Eidos is a Gzeda Smelech. The Teira comes and says, you hear the words of two witnesses. This is telling you a truth. Alpitaira, this is the truth that the Teira establishes. And there's another aspect of Eidos, which is the Bezdin, using their own mind, using their own analysis to analyze the words of the Eidos, to find out whether the Eidos are saying the truth or not. So that's why the Mesechta here finishes off with this subject regarding Drisha V'chakire, regarding being Dairish V'chakir, the Eidos, because this concept, that although on one hand, Eidim are really Exodus Melech, but yet you do have to interrogate this Eidos, this actually is the Nukuda of the entire Mesechta. That at the same time that Ayid has to know that everything that is written in Teda is Exodus Melech, and we have to accept the Kabbalah what it says in Teda, whether you understand it or not. But then there's another point in Teda that you have to learn and understand and appreciate every single thing in Teda on your own. That here you have a mitzvah that the Teda allows you yourself to make a certain choice about this mitzvah. The Rebbe connects it a step further when you get to the actual case that the Gemara is speaking about over here. So what are we speaking about? You want a person that has money to lend, that he should lend money easily, relying on the fact that it will be easy for him to collect his money. So the Rebbe says, even just on a very simple level, you see that what are we speaking about up here? We're speaking about adding shalom ba'ilam. Here you have one person that's lacking in one area. He doesn't have his money and someone else has extra and he's able to lend money. He's able to give him a loan. So the Chazal wanted to add shalom ba'ilam. So they did all kinds of things including uprooting seemingly a halacha in Teira to allow a Yid to be able to borrow money, to make it easy for a Yid to borrow money. So this is directly tied in to the subject of Marbim Shalom Ba'ilam. It's also tied in to Mesechti Yevamis in a little bit of a different way, because just like here, we're talking about a person where there are two individuals and there's one that's lacking, doesn't have the funds, and another person has extra money that he could lend him. Similar, the concept of Yivum and Chalitza applies when when there's a person that passes away without children and he's very much lacking in that area, he came into the world and the main purpose of a person coming into this world is to leave children, everlasting uh, lineage of, 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 of children and, 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 and grandchildren and so on. And he left the world without any children. And here, what the Torah is saying is that his brother has the kayach to do him this favor. This is a gemilas chesed that he's doing that he's, he's continuing the name of his brother in the world. And the Rebbe there brings from the Zoyar that the Zoyar tells us that this is true not only to the mitzvah of Yibum, but it's also true to the mitzvah of Chalitza. When you do Chalitza, even though Chalitza seems to be something where the, the, the woman comes and, and, and spits at this man that did not want to marry her and did not want to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum to, to, to bring a name for the brother in the world. So it seems like that Chalitza is just a negative. But the Zoyar says that Chalitza is a mitzvah, and Chalitza is Mesakin, the neshama that came into the world and left, and left no children in the world. Chalitza creates a tikkun for the neshama as well. So just like the whole theme of the Mesechta discussing Yibim and Chalitza, a brother could say, my brother passed away. He didn't have any children. Nabuch, Rachman is in him. But why is it my obligation 
to help him out. But the Torah comes and says, your brother passes away without children. So then it's your obligation to step in and, and to do something, to fill in something that you can. It's the same exact thing, theme that the Mesechta speaks about when it talks about the concept of Gmilus Chesed. To, to, to lend money to someone that you're able to give money to. So that's another very simple connection here in the end of the Masechta. Kopanim, the point over here is that the whole Chiddush of Masechta Yavamis is, is the Kayach of Shalom that every individual could create. Every individual has a choice to create with his personal Kayach in, in, with a connection to the Eibishter. And this goes even further based on the Gemara. If you learned the Masechta, the Gemara said that according to Abishol, Fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibum b'zman azeh is, is something that we don't do. What's the reason? Because Abishol says, if you marry your brother's wife and you're not doing it l'shem shemayim just for the mitzvah, you're doing it with some ulterior motive. So then it's kilub, you have to do a dafka l'shem shemayim. And therefore the Torah tells you that you have another option, the mitzvah of chalitza. So what do you see over here? Even a person that thinks about himself and says, my connection to the Ebishter is not necessarily perfect L'Shem Shemayim. So if it's not perfect L'Shem Shemayim, so, so, then, so then what's the point? Why should I even do anything? So the Torah is not speaking to me. I'm not perfect enough. I'm not good enough. The whole concept of Chalitza is given for whom? For a person that can't fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam L'Shem Shemayim, he's a person that's doing things Shalai L'Shma, he's constantly thinking about himself, he has ulterior motives. The Torah comes and says, there's a derech for you as well. There's an option for you as well. You can fulfill the mitzvah of Chalitza, that's also a ticking for the Neshama. The Torah has an Eitzah for you as well. So it's not only the point that the Torah here is giving an, a, two options, an option, but it's giving an option for every single Yid even for someone that thinks that, that, that the Torah does not speak to me. Chalitza is something that everyone and anyone could be mekayim in this matzav. And the, maybe the concept, concept of chalitza means that even a person that says to himself that I do things shalai l'shma, the Torah is for you as well. So David Shtehalfin, that as we learn, finished here, Masechti Yavamis, we should continue learning and finish and learn many more Masechtis. And it is that uh, from the Shalim, from every single Daf of Gemara, you learn the shalom we bring by Elam, we should bring the ultimate shalom by Elam, the shalom where the Gar Zev and Keves, the shalom that's described in the Psukim and the Chazal, what's going to be Lo Asad Lava, and should be Mheirov Yameinu Mamash.